Welcome to the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast, where we explore the unexplained and mysterious phenomena that have occurred throughout the state of Michigan and beyond. From UFO sightings to ghostly encounters, we delve deep into the stories, the evidence, and the theories behind these strange events. We are your hosts. I'm Michelle. And I'm Wayne. We are an educator duo that after an encounter with a triangular UFO in 2018 in Michigan, we decided to investigate UFOs and the paranormal. In this podcast, we will be speaking with eyewitnesses, experts, and researchers to uncover the truth about some of the most intriguing cases of paranormal activity in and around Michigan. Our goal is not to convince anyone of the existence of these phenomena, but rather to provide a platform for discussion and exploration. So, buckle up and join us on this journey down the paranormal rabbit hole. On an escalator. I'm by myself. Brandy disappeared. So hello, everybody. Welcome to Blondes and Booze. As usual, Brandy is having internet issues, so uh, she'll be here as soon as she can. But I appreciate everybody tuning in tonight, and uh, we've got an exciting show. We have, uh, we're calling it Bootober. So uh, we're going to talk ghosts and all this good stuff tonight, and um, here's some here's some good ghost stories. So I appreciate everybody tuning in and uh, just want to remind everybody, since Brandy's not here, I will do the spiel. On Monday nights, you have Texas Front Porch at 8 p.m. Central. On Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Central, you have Beyond BMR. On Wednesday evenings, I'm not exactly sure the time, but you have Diva's Dimension. It's either 8 or 9 Central. I'm kind of iffy on the time. And then on Thursday afternoon, you have brunch with Bigfoot Michigan Rob at noon with me and me and Rob. And then on Thursday night, you have Brandy and I, the show right here, Blondes and Booze. And then Friday night is Blondes, Booze, and the Woo at 8 p.m. Central. And then on Saturday is, what what is that? Oh, Infamous Minds with Danielle and Tex. And then on Sundays, I want to remind everybody to uh, tune in to Midwest Night Watchers also. I think I believe they do their shows on Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. Central. And then also, let's not forget, Donnie Cho says stuff. Anyway, Brandy is once again froze up. So she may or may not uh, may take her a little bit to get in here, which is weird because honestly, we had a meeting here an hour ago and she got great service the whole time. So I'm not really too sure why she's not right now. So I don't know. She's froze, but I'm just not going to waste any time. I'm going to just go ahead and bring up our guest. And hi there, Wayne. How are you? Good. How's it going, Krista? Great to uh, be able to talk to you. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. I know you've been a guest on, I believe it was uh, BMR show. Uh, I was on Texas. I don't was think I was on uh, Bigfoot was and Rob yet. Yeah, okay. It was one of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, we yep. appreciate you coming on over here. And, uh, you know, I know you do a little bit of UFO and you do some ghost stuff. Do you do any Bigfooting or anything like that, too? Or uh, The closest I've come to Bigfoot was up in Traverse City, up north here in Michigan, or uh, Lake Tahoe. We were up there and uh, there were some statues of uh, Bigfoot, which were really cool. So, But okay. that's that's about it. Awesome. Awesome. Good deal. Good deal. We, uh, we do a little bit of everything here. We, we like all the weirdness. 
everything yeah. from you know the the cryptid side of things to the ghosts to the ufos so whatever even metaphysics you know we'll talk that too so rocks stones you know crystals all that good sure stuff. so anyway we're into all of it we're a bunch of weirdos over here <laughs> <laughs> well you know um speaking of weirdos and stuff you really cannot um really blame being a weirdo when these things decide to happen to you you know right. so um yeah i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that people that are into this stuff are weirdos because man you don't get to choose when a <laughs> ufo decides to show up or it or something like that but it's it's a crazy journey that is for sure yeah absolutely it is absolutely how did you how did you get into this oh geez uh it was a UFO encounter. Wow. It was a UFO encounter that my wife and I experienced on March 9th of 2018. And uh, it really, it was a, a black, what they call a black triangle encounter. Mm -hmm. And this happened after, I, I always like to joke that it was after a late night bingo, full contact bingo uh, game we were at. Um, it was about two 30 in the morning and we just finished bingo and I was happy to get out of there because the old ladies were getting mad when you start winning their money. So, <laughs> you know, the knives come out and mm -hmm. they start trying yeah. to chase you on their walkers, right, yeah. you know, Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously though, we were, um, and I apologize to the audience if my voice sounds rough. It's uh, I'm dealing with a, a nasty cold here. So in Michigan, no weather is known to kill people. <laughs> so <laughs> but, I'm right um, with you. So you're good. Yeah. So we uh, we were heading down the road and we were heading toward the major highway that we take to go home from where we were playing bingo. And uh, as we were heading home on this stretch of road, it's called Ford Road obviously here in southeastern Detroit everything's named after mm -hmm. kind of car maker but um we're driving and I can see three bright white lights in front of us and the first thing that went through my head and it was about maybe a mile and a half when we saw this and the three bright lights the first thing I thought was okay that is an airliner in the sky that is getting ready to crash on the road that we're on. And it's basically lights out for us. There's no way we can avoid it. It's over. And, and that's really it. Cause we live about, well, this was about uh, 12 and a half, 13 miles or so mm -hmm. North of Detroit Metro airport. And so I noticed that as we got closer and the lights were getting brighter and brighter, that it was not an airliner and Michelle looked over at me and she said, when did our military get something like that? And I look closely and I see that it is a very low and I thought it was a hovering craft at this point, but Michelle saw it moving very slightly on an mm -hmm. angle. So almost like just creeping along in the sky and it was maybe about 150 feet above the ground it was this huge black triangle with three lights and one was in each corner and it was a perfect like right angle, you know, uh, uh, triangle, 
triangular craft. And I'm looking at it and Michelle puts down the window and, you know, she's trying to see if it's making any sound. And she's like, it's not making any sound. And then I get a message in my head, which was really weird. And that message said, get away. You don't belong here. Get away. Wow. And I got instantly terrified. Like it was, Mm -hmm. it was not like a normal getting scared kind of a thing. It was a, a like a sheer terror that I was hit with. Now, Michelle didn't get hit with it. So I start really giving it gas, but to get on the expressway, we had to get really close to it and go underneath it and like do a, like a 270 degree angle and then be able to head South away from it back to where we live. And as we go under it, I look kind of up at the bottom of the craft and what I saw was it, I thought it was like a, a wavery skin, but as my eyes adjusted to this thing, it was actually more looking like a heat mirage. And now this is in March in Michigan. So it was cold. So if it was hot, it was super hot, but I think it was just what the craft looked like be, or the energy around it or whatever, but it literally looked like if you, put your head down on, on blacktop and like look down a road and you see how the light bends from the heat coming off that mm-hmm. blacktop. That's what the body of this thing looked like. Wow. And yeah. And um, so we're uh, looking at that and, and I'm looking and I'm like, holy crap. And it's, it's only about 125, 150 feet up. And wow. then I noticed something else different about it. The one thing I really thought was odd that caught my attention was these lights were like hemispheres. They were like half a globes in the corner with super bright lights coming off of them. And the thing was so low, but the lights were not hitting the ground. I mean, they were like more intense than spotlights mm-hmm. and it should have been illuminating the ground, but there was nothing, nothing being illuminated on the ground. And then the the street lights were reflecting off some of the snow and the concrete and stuff and kind of illuminating the bottom of this thing. And it almost looked like a like the light was warping around the edges of this thing. And that's kind of how I could make out the edges. And I estimate the thing to be about 300 feet on each side. Wow. Yeah. So. I ended up getting on the expressway and then we're heading south and Michelle's watching it. I turn my head and I see the thing rotate. So now it starts moving parallel to us. So we're on the express. That's creepy. Yes. And, and Michelle's watching it out the side. Now, mind you at no point in time here, did we ever think to try to get a picture or anything? Mm -hmm. It was like for me driving, it was survival mode at that point. Sure. And so we're heading, she's watching it. We go down um, a sound abatement area of just a very small place by some homes. And we were watching it off to the side. We lose sight of it. We come out the other end and we look over and it's just gone. Just nothing. And we sat there, we got home. We didn't talk that much about it. When we got home, it was late. We were like, did that just happen? Yeah. You know what? And then we went to sleep. 
we got up the next day and we decided, you know what, maybe somebody else, because there were other cars around, not a lot, but we were like, maybe somebody else saw this thing. Let's start a little Facebook group. We'll just make it private. We'll put it out there. Hey, did anybody see anything? And the next thing you know, we're up to about 3,000. This was within the first couple months. We were up to 3,000 members on this group, and they were sending us all of their sightings of this that and and everything else and now for that particular triangle i think we ended up with a couple of reports one was from mid michigan that saw that thing on that night and then one i want to say was on western side of michigan like around muskegon and it was just like yeah i thought i saw something you know but no real in-depth kind of reporting Mm -hmm. back to us but we were getting all kinds of other things sent to us about ufos hey have you checked out the 1966 michigan ufo thing hey do you know about this hey we saw this we saw a creature hey i had an experience with a triangle but it was in 1994 and then that turned out to be one of our very first guests that we interviewed on our show his name was guy Merritt, and he uh um came on the show and related his experience which is completely just insane a lot more insane than what we have dealt with so we started the podcast i want to say it was close to two years let's see no three years almost three years to the Mm -hmm. day that we saw that we decided to start a podcast just an audio podcast and interviewing people so and then it's just kind of kept going from there and we've uh been digging in and chasing after these things and trying to figure out what's going on so right right yeah that's a pretty creepy encounter though that's close you know yeah well it gets worse it 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 gets worse so thinking it was all over and done with and we're seeing these stories come in and stuff um the summer comes along and michelle and i are on summer break and we're going through the summertime and everything's going okay, but I'm starting to feel very strange. Like, you know, something's not right. Mm-hmm. You know, something, I, I don't know what's going on, but I'm, I'm nervous all the time. This was, uh, let's see, the encounter was mid March and, or the beginning of March. And this started around, I want to say June time frame, where I just started feeling just off. Like things were not right. Mm-hmm. And Going through, you know, the summer and stuff, and I started feeling really bad. So I go to the the hospital at one point because the school year now is getting ready to start. And I go um, up to my board, and I'm trying to write on my board for my students. And my hands are shaking so bad that I can't even write, you know, welcome students. Wow. So, yeah. So I'm like, what in the world? And I am like, lack of sleep. Uh, I think I went three or four days without sleep or maybe an hour a night, um, just anxious and, and, you know, starting to really thinking I was losing my mind. And um, so I go to the hospital, they take my blood and stuff. I'm sitting in the emergency room and uh, just, you know, thinking, man, the woman next to me in the bed next to me ends up passing away. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, what is going on here? The doctors come back to me after spending eight hours in the emergency room 
And they say, we don't know what's wrong with you. It might be that you're developing MS. I'm like, what? Wow. No way. Yeah. So I go home and one of the things about, uh, about what was going on was that my temper was, was just completely off the chain. Like mm-hmm. I was ready to just lose it. And, uh, so I got on the internet, I pulled up my, my records, my medical records, and I was looking at the medical test and I saw the flags, the damn ER doctor didn't even read my blood work all the way. I mean, I'm a science teacher, but I'm not a medical doctor, but I can tell, Sure. you know, when something is flagged in a blood test that says, Hey, it's too high, it's too low or whatever. And I see that my thyroid is overproducing T3 and T4 hormone and my thyroid stimulating hormone from my pituitary gland is down to zero. Now the pituitary gland acts like a thermostat. So if you need less T3 and T4, it will turn off, right? Mm -hmm. It will stop making thyroid stimulating hormone. Well, mine was at zero. There was no trace of that because my thyroid was through the roof. Right. And so I went to my doctor through the paper at him. I'm like, what is going on here? Why'd you miss this? You know, referred me to a specialist. And then they said, well, we've tested you. And as a male, this is extremely rare for you to have this, but you have hyperthyroidism or you have Graves disease where your body is attacking the thyroid. And he said, it's very, very rare in males. Usually it's hypothyroid where you're, metabolism slows down Mm -hmm. but my metabolism was off the chart within i want to say 10 days to to 14 days two weeks um i had lost like close to 25 pounds um and my beard all my beard had turned white and my hair fell out and turned white as well when i went back to school when i was on my new medication my students were like what happened to you you know, I saw him for about a week. It was about I the first week of school is about as much as I could get through. And uh, they were like, what happened to you? You're, and I didn't even realize it. And I don't think Michelle realized like mm-hmm. what had happened. And the only thing I can attest this to is that getting so close to that craft did something to my thyroid. And, wow. Um, yeah. Messed me up kind of medically. Now I'm now it's all good because I take a little pill every other day that regulates my right. thyroid function, but it's it's very you know small at this point. But yeah, wow. so crazy, crazy story, and that's kind of you know what really brought us into this. And I really, really, really wanted to figure out what the hell's going on because I'm a scientist sure. and I'm a science teacher, and <clears throat> I want the. Uh, I want to know what the nuts and bolts of this is, but I, I'm at the point now where I'm thinking it's more than nuts and bolts. <laughs> so, right. Right. Yeah. And wow. that's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I, I just, I, I couldn't imagine, but thankfully, you know, you had enough sense to like reach out, like, you, you know, I mean, because no telling what could have happened. You know? Yeah, exactly. I knew there was something wrong. And, and I guess one of the big messages I could tell people that if you feel like there's something not right going on, yeah. uh, you know, 
get to the doctor and now that everything goes online all mm-hmm. your blood tests yep. and stuff it does not take much to log in and see your blood work and look, right and look look for yourself because yeah. we put mm-hmm. doctors on a pedestal and and i'm all for it but they make mistakes especially sure. emergency room doctors yeah absolutely so, yes yeah, they're yeah. just, they're people too. You know, Absolutely. there's a comment here I wanted to, uh, and you know, that's true. Brian yeah. Barber says, you know, they t- treat some thyroid with radiation. So maybe radiation from the craft affected the thyroid, you know? That's that's exactly what I'm thinking. Because um, I thought I was going to have to do that radiation treatment because you take iodine and it kills the mm-hmm. thyroid. And then right. they they zap it with radiation and then your body basically absorbs it and you're on synthroid the rest of your life. Well, luckily for me, I, since I had uh, a really decent doctor who was interested in, you know, treating me with this, he, with a, a certain medication, they were able mm-hmm. to uh, replicate the thyroid stimulating hormone and block the, the turning on of the thyroid. And, you go back and forth for almost a year of different medication, not medications, mm-hmm. but different dosage of medication. And you go back and forth, you know, a higher dose, lower dose, and then they check your blood and you wait three months. And then, you know, it's wow. this constant battle. But now, like I said, I'm finally like at a point where it's one little five milligram pill every other day. And I don't even know if I need that anymore. It's possible that my thyroid is, is healed as strange as that may sound, but right. Um, yeah. Who, who knows? I'm wow. not going to risk it. <laughs> so. Wow. Right. That's crazy. I do have a question. I do have a question. When you were, when you were driving and then this thing turned and started running parallel with you, mm-hmm. did you at any point think this thing is going to follow me no matter where I go? And if so, where would you have went? I mean, considering if you think this thing is following you, I don't think I would have gone home because nobody's there is going to help me. Where would you have gone? That is a great question, but I'm going to tell you that I was still in that terror stage. Whatever they did in my head to send me that message of get away from here. You don't belong here. Get away. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Whatever that was, and it wasn't my own voice, as far as I can remember. It wasn't like, you know, your own self-talk kind of thing. This right. was something else that was, in. I want to say, and this sounds weird, but it was embedded in the emotion. Like, I was just hit with this wave. Like, I was yeah. kind of freaked out, but I had pretty much said, you know, hey, that's it. You know, it's over with. Uh, I'm good with dying right here. We're going to die in front of a plane crashing. And and I had just resolved myself to that. And then when we got closer, I was like, that's a damn triangle. And then it was get away from here. You don't belong here. Get away. And then terror, like absolute terror. And, and yeah, so I was still in that terror mode when we were heading on the, the highway, heading back home. And, you know, I'm driving a, uh, it was a, at the time I had a 2016 four-door Jeep Wrangler with a six-cylinder. So Mm -hmm. standing on the gas pedal was basically making the gas gauge go like this while you were going about 90. And and it was struggling. (laughs) So. Right. Wow. Yeah. I was just worried about driving fast and getting, getting away from there. 
and uh, mm -hmm. that was it. Wow, uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. I just saw I just saw a, a comment. Um, if you're not seeing all the comments, and we're flashing up yeah. on the screen, it this is being broadcasted on our channel, Blondes and Booze, but Wayne is also broadcasting it on his channel. So you yep. can see it too. So just to let you know that uh, we do have two chats going at the moment. But yeah, uh, so there's two channels live right now: Blondes and Booze and Michigan UFO Sightings. So right, we're broadcasting but the great thing everybody. is, but the great thing is, is that Wayne and Kristen, and myself, we can see all of the chat. So if yeah. you have any questions, we'll be able to answer them. So no problem. Yep. 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 And there was a question for you. Let me see. I start it real quick. Absolutely. Um, Let's see. Brian Barber asks, does Wayne have any UFO and Bigfoot related experiences in northern Michigan? Oh, geez, you should. <laughs> you, you should. Would think, you would think, but no, actually, I don't. I have really? more I have more ghost experiences before the UFO encounter, like years before the UFO mm -hmm. encounter, where I've had paranormal slash ghost things that have mm -hmm. happened. And I never had thought about those things being related before, but now it's like, I know there is a, a connection that's between people will see orbs and things happening in the woods and then they'll have an encounter or sometimes it's flipped like with Bigfoot or some type of entity in mm -hmm. the, you know, in the wild and then they'll see an orb or something like that. But yeah. no, I'm, I'm not a, a cryptid researcher, even though we love talking about that stuff and having people come on our show and talk about mm -hmm. it. Uh, my, uh, my, my, my big thing is trying to figure out what the hell this thing was and what it did to me and how can I fly one? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, but, but I mean, think well, about this though. I mean, your, your thyroid's all messed up. Would you really want to get near it again? Oh, that's a good question. Well, you know what, if I could get, uh, you know, when you go and get x-rays, they give you those lead shields to wrap around your neck mm -hmm. to protect your oh. thyroid and stuff yeah. like that. Give me there one you of those. Go. Give me one yeah. of those and I would do it. Wear yeah. a whole suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, there's another question here. We'll go ahead and answer it real quick. J.D. Smooth says, what do you think about the government covering that coming out about the UFOs? Oh, this is this is a tough one. I keep on going back and forth on this because I uh, had. Um, well, Michelle and I had Stephen Bassett on our show and him and I kind of went back and forth because he was like, well, who do you think disclosure is going to come from the government or civilians and scientists? And I was like, civilians and scientists, of course. And he's like, nope, it's going to have to come from the government. Now, if you look at everything that's going on with the government and the whole UFO thing, you have different factions. And, and I believe this 120%, you have different factions within our government that people want to figure out what's going on. You've got other ones that seem to know what's going on, but don't want nobody to know. And then you got people trying to come forward and say, hey, this stuff is happening. It's affecting our people and people around the world. We need to come forward in and uh, put this information out there. And they seem to go back and forth because like right now you've got Arrow, who, which is run right now by uh, 
Dr. Kirkpatrick, and he's saying, you know, with Grush's testimony, there's no evidence of any of this stuff being true. And then you've got three guys who go in front of Congress and spill their guts about what they experienced. And, you know, I was on the side of Grush not being a good guy. And now I'm like, he's coming forward. He is, he's telling what people within the government told him and what, when he was investigating fraud within the government, he is coming forward and being like, oh, so the money's going to a, a uh, in engineering, a backward engineering of alien craft kind of a thing. So I have a tendency to believe those guys and the guys in the government. I think besides like some of the congressmen and stuff, you know, I have Tim Burchette and I think it's Matt Gates and uh, Rubio and, and those guys, they want to get down to the bottom of it. Um, Gillibrand is one. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, if you if you ask me, I think there's the different factions and there's a war within within them. And then if you want to get into like the religious aspect of it, right? There seems to be religious aspects of the UFOs are demons and you know, angels and this kind of stuff. And so now you have a splinter group of religious people and secular people that mm -hmm want to know what's going on within the government of ufos uh -huh. and it just uh -huh. continues to muddy the water i think people like you guys myself and other people that are out there talking about this on a private level will be the ones that will get the closest to uh the providing evidence and uh, -huh. uh disclosure whatever you know whoever decides to define whatever that means i mean pretty much everybody knows these things are are here and they're real mm -hmm. so yeah right. i yeah yeah i was just thinking you know that was just pretty bad of the gov we'll just call it the gov um to mm -hmm. just slap something on us like that and then to say well that's all you get sorry right, right. you know so I, you know, 100%. I can see why I can I can see why they're going after it. Going well, mm -hmm. no, we need to we need to have more answers. There's not just hey, there's aliens. We there's more to it. Please tell us. You know, so I yeah. you know I see where it's going, but I don't think we're ever going to get the true answer. And yeah, I, I, I don't think, think the right way. Government. Yeah. Yeah. I no. You're right. No. It's not going to no. come from the government. It really isn't. It's it's going to come from the civilian sector. And do I believe that there are um, companies out there trying to capitalize on some crashed craft or some found craft. Mm -hmm. I am more yeah. personally of the opinion that we've had uh, like archaeological digs that have found craft. And right. those are the ones, not necessarily the uh, uh the crashed ones because i don't know about mm -hmm. crashed so much but being found very uh -huh. possibly you know if they've been here a few thousand years you know i'm sure they've got bases <laughs> and stuff at this point so yeah well yeah. you know we've even we've even I, you and i've talked on other shows before and we've even talked about the the crash here near chris and i in cape Girardeau, missouri that right. happened a, a few years before Roswell even happened, but they just kind of swept it under the rug and people don't know that it happened here. We have our own Roswell. It yeah. happened right here. Yeah. Yep. 
I, I, and there's also like up in Canada, I forgot the location where, you know, there was a crash or some type of craft went into a lake and they had sent U.S. divers and things there to, thinking that it was a, a possible aircraft that crashed. Yeah. So, you know, and, and it wasn't. It, it was it, you know, people reported it as some type of a UFO, some type of a disc or a, a, a crescent shaped craft, if I remember correctly. Uh -huh. So, you know, and it, it's like one of those things. And, and I get into it with some people like this. Um, sometimes it's like, yeah, well, cool story, bro. But where's your evidence? Well, OK. What would you consider evidence you want? aliens to come walking out and jump around on the white house lawn you probably still wouldn't believe it you know and there's those people out there like it uh i look at what happened to me you know medically is that enough evidence for you because after i tell everybody my story and what happened to michelle and i and you look at the medical records and you can see what what happened is that enough evidence mm -hmm. Um, so what is, what is evidence, you know, right. and, and I, I think Brandy, you and I were talking at one point and I think it was on Texas show. And, uh, I said, you know, how do you, how do you study something that doesn't want to be studied? Right. These things are obviously right. intelligent. Yeah. And so I, I you know. I, I could mm -hmm. go on and on about this stuff. So, but right, it's, been, yeah. it's become part of my life as after it's affected me so much. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Were, were you? Uh, oh, well, you got you got a couple more questions. We'll we'll talk UFOs here for a bit, and then for sure when we come back from the break, we'll talk ghosts and paranormal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For oh sure. yeah. JD Smooth asks David, "What do you think about NASA?" Mm. NASA. <laughs> Never a straight answer. <laughs> That's about there right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw the latest public thing and I thought it was a disgrace, honestly. I yeah. thought the, the decorum that was offered by the head of NASA, the new guy, former senator that took over, I can't recall his name right now, but you know, uh, trying to field questions and stuff from um, James Fox, you know, the filmmaker of a lot of these UFO mm -hmm. documentaries. He does some great research and things. And the guy was just a, a straight up jerk. And, uh -huh. you know, there, we, we really have no evidence. And, and somewhere I got the quotes that came out from the government about these things. There was a there's a quote from NASA before. Uh, Grush came forward, which was very damning. And then Grush came forward. And then after Grush came forward, there was another thing from, I think it was Arrow. And it was like, you know, just, it was almost like they knew he was coming forward. They were shopping the article around. They knew what the article was. So before the article was released about Grush, they, they snuck something out there. And somewhere I have the timeline on my computer of how this went, because I had it as a topic of conversation on one of our shows grush comes out and then arrow jumps in and says what the hell and these these comments are are just absolutely ridiculous and uh you can tell it's almost like it's a setup 
It, okay, so right here. Uh-huh. So so November 30 or May 31st of 2023, NASA comes out and, and this guy says, this is uh Dan Evans. He says, I want to emphasize now listen to the wording on this. I want to emphasize this loud and proud. There is absolutely no convincing evidence for extraterrestrial life associated with unidentified objects. NASA, Dan Evans said in a meeting, that was May 31st. Then on June 5th, the Grush article comes out. June 7th on Fox News. This comes from, I think it's Susan Gao or Susan Go. She says, to date, Arrow has not discovered any verifiable information to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or exist currently. Perfect setup. Perfect setup. Mm -hmm. So what is Arrow doing then? Arrow is the, the, uh, anomalous, uh, research office that's run by uh um, aerial aerial anomalous research office i think is what it is um uh-huh. they're they're in charge of dealing with the ufo reports and then when you start digging in more it's not ufo reports it's what the military turns in and those guys don't come forward very much right. they don't deal with right. anything from the civilian sector at all mm-hmm. so they could say well you know, that's to our defense contractors, right? Those are those are to the people that we slide money to to figure out what these things are, not us. So we don't know anything about it. It's plausible deniability. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right there. I mean, but I mean, the, the, the UFO community is not the only community that reports are falsified. Um, you know, the Bigfoot community, the dogman community that, you know, they're going through all the same thing where they kind of omit the whole story. They just put in there or just write down exactly what they want to put in there. They don't put everything in there. Mm -hmm. So you'll never know the truth or be able to learn anything about it because you don't know the whole story. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's a, a, another question here for you. Actually, there's a couple. Um, we'll try to get them answered real quick. Yeah, once, once you says, on this topic, uh, man, people people jump into it and oh, bite yeah. into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely an interesting topic. Uh, Brian Barber asks, what's Wayne's opinion on Bob Lazar and the recent remote viewing that was released? I'm not familiar with the remote viewing that was released, but I've always thought Bob Lazar was probably pretty credible. I mean, he's, he's not, he doesn't seem like he's the kind of guy that wants to be in the spotlight. You know, yeah. he's had a lot of weird things happen to him and a lot of family problems with his wife and gotten in trouble for, you know, working for a brothel or setting up their security system. I mean, he, he was an electronics guy and an engineer guy. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't think he had anything to gain. So why would he do right. this? And he's brilliant. And he's here in Michigan. He's he's up north toward uh, Traverse City area, I believe. Right. Wow. Yeah. Very, cool. Very cool. You would th- you would think that you would hear like, oh geez, with the Great Lakes, you would think you would hear more reports of 
of them being around in those areas. But you know, the, uh, most of the most of the stories that I'm hearing are coming from very well populated areas, which is very surprising to me. Well, 1994 on the west side of the state. Uh, go watch Unsolved Mysteries: Something in the Sky, and it details the UFO that was tra- or UFOs, and I guess they would consider that a flap of UFOs that was tracked by the National Weather Service in Muskegon, Michigan. And uh, Jack Bouchon, who is now a very good friend of mine, we've had on the show a couple of times, detailed how that radar worked, what happened. And, and I mean, just amazing. We talked to him for probably a total of like six hours over two different shows. And he breaks down everything that happened uh, with these craft going along the west coast of Michigan, being seen by people from Muskegon all the way down to Grand Rapids and him directing uh, sheriffs and police officers where this craft was because people were calling in and saying there is some kind of lighted craft and stuff flying around our yard and hovering over our house and the police were coming and they would see them and they have had the police come forward. Uh, MUFON here in Michigan has investigated that and they were part of that show. And you mean to tell me 400 people are lying about what they saw because what, there's no evidence on the ground or something like that. Come on. Uh At some point, at some point you have to be like, that's, you know, eyewitness testimony has to be credible enough at some point. So it's, it's really, uh, it's really interesting because I think that there's people out there who just want to be in that cognitive dissident state of if I believe this to be true, like ghosts or UFOs or aliens or demons, anything that is not solid and material, if uh-huh. I believe that my whole worldview and everything I know is now shattered and I don't want that to happen. I want my nice comfy life. And right. I think it really right. freaks people out. Right. You know, there are people still in denial. They act like that the, the, that the government has never said that they're real. They're, they're still believing that we're still back, you know, where this is all a, a myth, that none of this happened. It's just stories that people tell. And the, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm like, wake up, wake up. It's, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Are you seeing it? Yeah. So in my question would be then, why is there so many people out there that want to fight the, the, that possibly being true? Let's say we don't know a hundred percent. We don't know what these things are or whatever, but what is it that really, why do people want to fight so much about accepting this, you know, the paranormal and possible cryptids and stuff i mean it wasn't too long ago where they found uh, a a different breed of wolf northern mexican wolf with a north american coyote that looked an awful much got killed by a rancher ran it over with her car it's a damn chupacabra it was eating it was eating chickens and killing and drinking its blood their blood Wow. So, you know, you, you think that that's 
think chupacabra is not real well that's just the name that they give to something these things are out there you know there could be one-offs of things but i mean I, I don't know there you had a body you had a body they did the dna and they said nope northern it's northern mexican wolf mixed with a, a coyote a, a south south like united states coyote or whatever had a baby and that's what these things were but my huh. god no hair, no, I mean, fangs, it was drinking blood. Yeah. Right. What? what does that tell you? You're just like, okay. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. but it, you're it, right. I mean, in the different communities of, of anything unknown, I guess it's, it's, people are having a hard time with, you know, if they believe in Bigfoot, they don't believe in UFOs. Or if they believe in UFOs, they don't believe in the paranormal. And I'm like, look, this is all real, people. It's real. <laughs> you know, it, it happens. You know, we've seen it. And to me, it is, it's kind of like it, it's time to wake up because there's a reason why all of these, uh, there's an uptick in, in yep. encounters and experiences. Wow. And the, something's happening. We may not know exactly what it is, but there is something that that is happening where there's going to be more and more and more to mm -hmm. eventually that nobody is going to be able to say these things aren't real. True. Yeah, it, it's interesting that you bring that up because I definitely believe that there is an uptick or at least what's happening is, is that more people are paying attention more. Mm -hmm. when it comes to these things right so the more right. that people like us and and that experience this stuff and research it get out there and talk the more that people's minds will be open to see the things that aren't yes. normally seen you know and yes. uh i i think that would i think that's what we're we're seeing that we've been cut off of a we've been cut off of a world of supernatural uh, in our material, mm -hmm. in our material world of living the last mm -hmm. 150 years, we've been cut off from that supernatural, natural world mm -hmm. to where the only thing that's real is, is just what's in front of us and those things that we can touch and whatnot. But I think mm -hmm. there's, there's, and as a scientist, I'm, I'm a materialistic guy. You know, I run experiments and I'm a geologist and an astronomer and, you know, uh -huh. earth science is my thing. And uh -huh. there's more to it. There's right. there's more to it. And uh, what that is, I have no idea. But uh -huh. we've been cut off from it. And now that people are, are hearing us and, and seeing us, uh, they're opening up to it. And they're they're finally getting little breaks. Little, little portals are opening around them. And they're seeing into that veil, right? Yes. Um, so... Yeah, the 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 more we can talk about it, the more people's minds can pierce that veil of what's really there. Mm -hmm. Because okay. there's been there's been plenty of people that have seen things with other people standing right next to them, and they don't see it, right? But they mm -hmm. do, right? Or two people will see the same object in the sky, but another person doesn't. Or there was the case of. Uh, a woman with her daughter driving home in their car in a, in a convertible, they look up and they see a triangular craft above their car, like hovering over their car as they're driving. They snap a picture of it. 
-hmm. the picture on the camera, it looks like a little star. Mm -hmm. That's it. Wow. And nobody else saw it. Right. So, so what? Yeah. I mean, how do you explain that? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because the the my theory is is that the perceived world that we're taking in through our eyes, our our five senses, is only one little piece of a complete, like just a complete whole other realm that is going on mm -hmm. around us that we are not aware of. Sure. And sometimes, sure, yeah. yeah, and then sometimes some people, something will happen or there's a, a, a glitch in the matrix that somebody is able to see into that other realm for a minute. And then it's it's gone. Mm -hmm. Like I've yeah. never seen a UFO again after this one in 2018. Right. Wow. So, but there was something that night that was different for Michelle and I to both see it and experience the same exact thing in the same vehicle that prompted us to do this. And now here we are. Well, here I am talking to you guys on Blondes and Booze. Uh -huh. and Michelle and I were just recently on the Micah Hanks program, which is a huge UFO paranormal. Actually, his his show and his uh, website, the debrief was the one that broke the story from Leslie Kane and um, Ralph Blumenthal about Grush coming forward. And we were on his show and now him and I are very close friends and he's coming on our show tomorrow night. So, mm -hmm. Very cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So it, it's this, it's the cycle of paranormal life, I guess, you know, it's uh, you got to keep people talking though. I mean, yeah. that's how that's how we learn. Is this we got to keep people yeah. talking, even though people think sometimes their story isn't interesting enough. But well, and here, here's the thing too. You know, we got in this, you know, to for answers. You know, certain yeah. requests for answers. However, <clears throat> that, we've got far more <laughs> questions now yes. than you know we ever yes. have started. Yes. You know, so every new out. encounter, every new experience we have. It's just making us question a lot everything. more. Yeah. Literally yeah. everything. It's 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 crazy the way that things work out, you know, because just this year, I mean, Brandy <laughs> and I, I had a, a, a UFO encounter and it was, you know, from Sky watching that good stuff. But it was weird. Mm -hmm. It's something that I, I can't explain it. And then we also uh, had a Bigfoot encounter here just yeah. a month ago. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, you know. Two pretty big events for me, anyway. You know, yeah. Because so, I'm, I'm thinking the more you open up, well, the more you open your eyes and open your mind, you're gonna see a lot more. You're gonna be surprised. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we are right. coming up to the 52 minute mark, and we have to take a five minute break. Yes. So, if everybody would please stick with us for five minutes, um, so we can. Uh, what is it for that advertisement for the radio stations? That's what pay, yeah. pay, no, pay, no, no, pay the bills. We got to pay the bills. Yeah, yeah, we got to pay the bills. Hang tight. Yeah. We'll come back and talk more UFOs, but but we do. I do want to talk on some ghosts too, because uh, absolutely, this is Bootober for us. It's Bootober. Yes. Bootober. See you in five. <laughs> See you in right. five minutes, everybody. Hang tight. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. 
In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome back. Appreciate everybody sticking around with us. Um, if you haven't done so, um, if you would go and uh, Lily Pond has done a wonderful job of dropping Wayne's YouTube link into the chat. If you guys would do that, and for you folks that are watching on Wayne's channel, uh, Brandy and I would appreciate the love if you would uh, subscribe to us too. So anyway, <laughs> share that the love. Said, share the love here. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's one more thing that uh, uh, Brandy and I are doing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just put it out there, Brandy, with uh, with Miss Naoma. Um, it's an event we're doing in December, so stay tuned. And uh, please make sure you like and subscribe to uh, Naoma Finn, Open to Doubt also. More information will be coming out, what, in November, right, Brandy? In November, yes, yes. Yep. And then also one more thing, um, Lone Star Paracon. Um, that's with the Kling Brothers in what town in Texas? <laughs> Shirts, S C H E R T Z. Shirts, yeah. Texas. And that's that a, is, a, uh, yeah, January twenty seventh of next year. Yeah. So, yes. Anyway, Jason, that, um, Jason Hawes is going to be in attendance at that one. Oh, um, nice. And so is Lyle Blackburn, actually. And Lyle Blackburn's going to be there. Yeah, there's going to be a few mm -hmm. others. They they haven't uh, given us all the names yet. So yeah. but that's what we have. So yeah. I'm excited. So if you're in the Texas area or you want to go to Texas in January, because it may be nicer there than where you're going to be. <laughs> come in on. Michigan, for sure. Right. <laughs> right. 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 So that, that'll be a good one. The, the Kling Brothers are always a, a fun time. So it'd be a good conference. Absolutely. Anyway, all right. So do we want to finish talking uh, UFOs and go on to paranormal or you just want to go on to paranormal? It's all yeah, about can, you, Wayne, whatever you want to talk can about. Do, we can do whatever you want. If you want me to take some questions now on the UFO thing, do that a couple, a little bit and then get into ghosts. We can do that. All righty. Yeah. However you want to do it. Uh, let's see here real quick. This is, this is new to me too. Um, Enzo asked, are you YouTube simulcast the thing now? I like it. So this is new to me too. I guess, Wayne, you've done this before. Yeah. Yeah. So StreamYard allows um, now, if you have a guest that comes on and they have YouTube channels or they stream themselves using StreamYard, you can now push a button that will send this stream from Blondes and Booze, for instance, to two of your channels and i think if you have the premium account it'll send up to four or five or something like that so yeah, yeah so it allows us to grow the community and share people's yeah. ideas and chat and everything and i thought it was one of the best things that streamyard ever did to help grow 
you know, mm-hmm. if I go live and I have, you know, Krista and Brandy on, they can do the same thing back to their channel. So oh, we can cool. all share shows and subscribers mm-hmm. and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, I'd never, we had never done that. We used to stream with uh, <laughs> Texas Front Porch and then Bigfoot Michigan Rob, but uh, we had to quit that because of uh, uh, monetization. So mm-hmm. we hadn't done that. So that's why I was just kind of Yeah, curious. but, but uh, according to StreamYard, <clears throat> what they're doing is they're just streaming it. That's all they're doing is they're just streaming it. Yep. So, he, they, he, you know, his, his subscribers can watch, but they can't do the things that our, our um, subscribers can. Correct. Yeah, so. <clears throat> okay. I yeah. think it's a cool idea. I think it's great. So yeah, it yeah. works out really well. Yeah, and Lily Pond, thank you. You are a saint. She is great on getting all of our guests' channels. She <laughs> She's good. She Absolutely. All right, the floor is yours, Wayne, wherever you want to take this. Um, <laughs> well, I could tell you, why don't I tell you first my, my very first, I think this was my first ghost experience doing something stupid as a younger guy. And uh, paying the price for it. So back in the day, back in the early 90s, uh, I was in a a heavy metal band and we used to tour quite a bit. We were pretty well known. And if people want to look up that stuff, they can find out information on my bands and all that stuff. And we toured for about eight years. And one of the stupid things we got in our head to do was to break into an abandoned uh, psychiatric hospital. Huge. (laughs) And obviously this was something that one of the girls came up with because Ooh. we only do stupid things to impress girls. <laughs> so right, right. Uh, we, we broke into this psychiatric hospital and we're dodging the, um, the, the security guards that were driving around in golf carts and stuff. And we made it into an access uh, tunnel that went underneath and was going through you know, to the different, there's multiple buildings. This was a huge campus and lots of people had died of uh, TB and, you know, in the early, so the place was known to be haunted and, and people had gone in there and done all kinds of graffiti and Satanistic uh, symbols on the walls. And just, you know, it was a mess. It was creepy. It was like something out of uh, like Chernobyl or something. It was, it was very, yeah, it was very creepy and scary and, all that well we uh were down in the tunnels and we didn't bring lights we weren't ghost hunting we were just you know looking for something and we had lighters and like i think a couple little pen lights and we're we're shining down this long hallway and me and the singer of the band at the time were looking down the hallway and i was like oh my god look dude there's one of the security guards in front of us and and halfway down the hallway i want to say maybe 50 or 60 feet here we have this outline in the dark in in this dusty hall of of a man standing there and i was like oh god we're in trouble now guys and we're like Mm -hmm. might as well give it up and then we started to see it moving toward us at a very fast rate like running at us and i'm like holy crap and you could hear feet coming at us and all i had a chance to do was go like this because i'm thinking i'm gonna get just ran right into 
and it hit me and it was ice cold in a mist just just went all around us and that's when we turned around and ran out of that place and that was my first ghost experience with anything like that and it was it was crazy it was a, quite the experience and then I started watching some of the ghost hunter stuff <laughs> things like that like is this right. real how can this be real what is this right so right. yeah so that was that was like my first real um interaction with with a ghost and uh yeah it was it was something else and and then it just got it seemed to get really creepy and and worse from there because of where my ex-wife and I had built a house and the place where we built a house was next to her parents, but it was on a lot of land, uh, like a plot that was next to her parents and it was owned by somebody else. And the house had burned down and that's pretty much all we had known. Well, um, come to find out that there was a person who died in the fire. This, this really old creepy guy who used to like to catch people's cats in the neighborhood and he would kill them. (laughs) And so, uh, he was a little deranged and they think that he had started his house on fire and burnt it down to the ground and killed himself in the fire. Well, we didn't know any of this. So all we knew is there was a plot of land next to her parents, and we liked living in the area, and her parents were, you know, pretty cool and all that all that stuff. And uh, so we were like, okay, yeah, let's build a house here. We built a house, and no big deal, until one day I come home from college class. And I had I was raising my three daughters, my ex was working at the time. I'm at the house taking care of the kids. And then I would go to college when they were in school and I was working on my bachelor's degree and I come home and I open up the front door and you have to kind of get this image in your head of what the house looked like. It is a, a hallway going straight from the door, but immediately to the right was an open area that had a, a living room. That was our living room. And immediately to the left was a landing and stairs that went up up to the second story. And then you could go to the kitchen and the breakfast nook and stuff directly in front of us. And we had a pit bull, a dog, and um, a great dog, most gentle, kindest dog you could ever have. She was great with our kids and very protective, even when they were, you know, pulling the hell out of her hair and things and mm-hmm. her ears, she would just be the sweetest dog. Well, I walk in the house, I turn around, I close the door behind me and I turn and I'm looking down the hallway and I see her head looking around the corner at me. And I'm like, Hey, Hera, what's going on? And and she's looking at me and I'm like, what? And she kind of comes around the corner really slow. And I see all of her, her, she looked like a razor back, uh, like a pig, like a hog. All the hair on her back was standing straight up. And she was like growling and I'm like, oh boy, this is that pit bull gone mental type of thing. And she's going to attack me. This is, this is the worst of the worst. Like what is going on now? Mind you, 
I had younger kids and we wanted to keep the dogs from going upstairs. So we had a baby gate that we would just lay at the landing of these stairs and uh, the dogs wouldn't go over it or nothing. They just stayed away from it so we could keep them from going upstairs. Mm -hmm. So she's growling and I'm like, okay, um, I'm thinking about getting the door open and running out the door. And then I look at her really close and I notice she's not looking at me. She's looking at the baby gate on the ground and the, the landing at the stairway. And I'm looking over at that and I'm looking at her and I'm like, what, what is wrong? It's just the baby gate. And as soon as I said that to her, the gate that was leaning like this on the, the bottom stairway stood up on end all by itself and slid down the hallway at the dog. Wow. And she took off yiping and running to the other side of the house. I turned around and went out the back out door, locked the door. And I just, I left for about two hours after that. I have never seen anything like that. The thing just slid <laughs> down the hallway. It was insane. And it wow. was uh, very, very creepy. Now, come to find out that that land that we built that house on, not only was that guy a little deranged and killing animals and died in that mm -hmm. house and whatnot, the house, when it burnt down, there was a pool in the backyard. And instead of clearing out the the area where we built the house, what they had did years before we even lived there is they bulldozed all of the, all of the material of the house. So all that energy that was in that house, all that negative energy, they bulldozed it into the pool and then filled the pool over with dirt. Wow. So we literally built on the land with the remnants of that house and that energy right there. Yeah. And then and then we would have our baby monitors going and you would hear Teresa and it'd be like, which is my ex-wife's name. It would come out of the baby monitor. But what was weird is, is that that voice would be it would sound like it's in between the baby monitor and my ex-wife. It was like floating wow. there. And then uh, we would be listening in the baby monitor with uh, my middle child, who was uh, we didn't have the youngest yet. We would hear her giggling and we would hear an old lady talking to our, our middle child, you know, and she would be giggling and playing with her. And, and it, you know, we'd go up there. There's nobody up there, but we could hear it coming through the baby monitor. Wow. Come to find wow. out. Yeah, so get ready for this one. We found out that there was a woman who passed away in the hospital where my middle child was born at the same exact time my middle child was born and her name was Rose and she was like 87 when she had passed and it sounds like an old lady so we just said Rose you know hey Rose can you go go somewhere else now you know kind of a thing oh man and so that <laughs> so this was all way before any kind of UFO experience or anything like that yeah yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So my, my interest was peaked in that, that sure. paranormal stuff. Yeah. And Diane says she's never heard this story before. I don't talk about these stories that much on, on our channel. So, mm -hmm. so, wow. That's, that's, that's crazy. I mean, just because the house is gone doesn't mean the ghosts are gone, you know? Absolutely I mean, not. Yeah. 
I, yeah. I think I said this before that I, I, I would have dug up the pool and everything else and got rid of it. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's what I would have done. Yep. That, but it also proves to me that if there's a strong spiritual energy of somebody that dies close to somebody who's being born, they can be attached. Like they can get yeah. attached to this, this new life and follow them. And, you know, she remembers it to this day and she was just a baby in a crib and she remembers. Wow. It. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. You know, I, I do, I do trust animals and, and I've talked to, about this on other, my, you know, other shows we've done that, you know, my daughter's cat is very intuitive. Um, she knows, she knows what's going on in the house and, you know, just watch her, her body language and she'll let you know. My two dogs, on the other hand, no, <laughs> they, they have no idea, no clue. They don't care. Just give them food. Like, you know, that's all they care about. But uh, I, for the most part, yeah, animals are, are, are great to have around, especially um, when, when people investigate, they, they bring their, their uh, dogs with them a lot and yeah. have them investigate with them also. And, and that helps them out. Um, I've been in some really crazy places where I didn't even think it was safe for me to be, but um in in other cases, I I probably would bring an animal. It, it you know if they they were really intuitive. Yeah, it's well, not just dogs and cats either because I have a horse that um, do Civil War reenactments with her. And there's a there's a a place over in Kansas City that she's a great horse until you get her over there on that battlefield. You know, in that area, she just acts up and she's all kinds of stupid. But normally she's not. You know, and I I know what she's picking up over there. You know, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you you got to think of it this way: if if you're thinking about animals, animals know when when storms are coming before we even know. They, they know about earthquakes and and everything before we we even know. So, I mean, why wouldn't they pick up on that? Yeah, Brandy. Everybody's talking about your hair, Brandy. Brandy looks like a girl tonight. She doesn't look like a tomboy. <laughs> I do look like a girl. And the mm -hmm. only reason why I look like a girl is my daughter had a parent teacher conference and I thought, well, I better go in there and look some kind of nice. <laughs> there you go. I, I just didn't want to go in there looking like I normally do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Yep. But, so yeah. uh, speaking of that, in that area, uh, my oldest daughter lived in the house with her, her grandparents, my ex-in-laws at the time, um, like my ex-wife and I, we got divorced and moved out. She had her own apartment in my in-laws house that she, uh -huh. you know, would, would rent from them while she worked. And she's, I've got the video. I don't have it on my computer. I got it on my phone, but she's sitting on her bed in, in the house that was next door to the haunted house and where all that junk is. Um, she's sitting on her bed and she's filming her cat and her cat is sitting on her bed with her and she's, the cat's moving around mm -hmm. and like playing with something. And then you see the cat stop, stand up. You know how cats do that? Like, right. you know, they're going to yep. bounce and stuff. The yeah. cat stops, stands up, looks over and Amber, which is my oldest daughter, turns her phone over. And sees the cat jump off the bed. And behind the cat is a black orb. 
a perfect black orb that goes off the bed and falls wow. down. Wow. And you see the cat watch it. Mm-hmm. And then it just disappeared. Wow. And, uh, I'll have to share that video with you guys. Like I get it off my phone and onto my computer. Yeah, I'd love to I'll see that. Yeah, I would love it, to see that. It's a great video. And it, it just, once again, goes to prove to me that that land there where those houses are is, is definitely holding negative energy of some kind there. I mean, it, it's, it's no doubt in my mm-hmm. mind. Um, Cause I have seen like little shadow kids running through our house at one point. I thought it was my kids. I was, uh, mm-hmm. home from school, taking a nap. I hear dunk, 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 dunk. And I look up and what was weird is I heard the sound of the feet running through the house and then saw the shadows of what looked like little people. Wow. Running through the house. It was like a delayed reaction. Mm-hmm. So this, this whole like area is really, really just strange. And, and I, I can't help but feel it's negative there. So wow. I was happy to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to ask you, know. you, are you out of there now? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I live by Detroit Metro Airport with my now current wife. and uh, Okay. Yeah, and this this place is weird, but it's more weird from the people that are still alive, not the dead ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's the yeah. human problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what you what you're saying is energy is energy. I mean, it's negative or positive mm-hmm. energy. It's it still will attract, you know, um, spirits of of all kinds, just because it's just energy, and that's what they're feeding off of. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Enzo it just might asks, attract the wrong kind. Yep. Enzo asks, "Is there anything you can do to cleanse that area, or do you just have to get used to it?" I mean, in my opinion, you know, you could try to cleanse it. To me, I believe you cannot make a spirit crossover. You can help them or give them guidance. However, you can't make them. So, I mean, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like you can lead a horse to water. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. And as far as getting used to it, you know, we, we do private cases and, and sometimes, you know, we can make, you can make agreements with ghosts, you know, Sometimes you can just tell them, hey, you can have this room in the basement, you know, just leave my kids alone, my dogs alone, my bathroom's off limits, and so is my bedroom, you know, things like that. And and honestly, I've seen that work a lot, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I bet you guys have some great stories. Oh, yeah. Oh. You know, <laughs> yeah, we, we were just, we, you know, we did a show last week, and I'm going to, I'm going to just spill this we had a show last week with heather mosher from small town monsters Mm -hmm. and we did the whole show everything was good um nothing was acting up as usual but nothing was acting up at this point and right at the very end before we did the exit um krista said bye-bye you know like we were saying goodbye she goes bye-bye and then you hear this childlike female voice go bye-bye yeah true we got it yeah, we got it. We had our tech guy, Randy Gilbert. He's uh, he's well, ripped he's it off the one of that noticed show. it. And he's he was the one that noticed the one it. that messaged us because he has to, you know, he puts our shows out on all the platforms and the radio station and all that good stuff. Yeah. So he actually is the one that messaged us. He's like, oh, my God, listen to this, you know. And it's as plain as day. And, and honestly, if I could... I could get it on here. I could probably play it, but yeah, is that what they call an EVP or something like that? Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. 
and this is the class a evp chris yeah. you need to if you can pull it pull the original and then pull the the uh um other one he sent us but he sent um, it through email and he also sent it through messenger or text which yeah. one Sorry, messenger i think messenger Mm. I can try. I can't promise. I might have to work on it a day or so. And plus, yeah. the battery quit in my mouse, so I'm having technical difficulties. Uh oh. Well, but we'll me, have to probably bring it on speak. tomorrow. We'll probably have yeah. to bring it on tomorrow. But I mean, for the most part, I, even there's a point in this show that I I keep writing down times of of these things because I'm hearing them go off. Like at uh, 26 minutes and 22 seconds, I thought I heard something. Um, during this this show, so I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it to see what I heard. Um, well, actually, it, I it, might be able to do it if you guys want to listen to it. I, I think I can share my screen. By the way, what's that? I'm sorry. When Brandy just got done saying that, I swear I heard somebody coughing. He probably um, did. Yeah, but yeah, in my house. Yeah, you did. I got a whole yeah. house full of people. <laughs> He's got a whole a whole house full of oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny that you're talking about that. And then all of a sudden in the background, I hear, oh. <laughs> well, you know, and, and this is not even the first time that this has happened. I was on a show with Tex and Bigfoot Michigan Rob, and then we had a male voice break right into the middle of us. And you'll yeah. hear Tex go, what was that? And then I just kind of smile. <laughs> I'm just yeah, like, I know. The, uh, in chat, yeah. Greg. Olez says someone Ogles. was whispering. Ogles? Greg Ogles. Greg yeah. Ogles is our buddy. He's our friend. Yeah. Yeah. You'll and you'll hear that quite a bit on our shows. And so Diane I mean said it too. Here, if you guys want to hear it, I I think I can play it by sharing the screen. So okay. You guys hang tight with me. I think I can do this. So let me present. Because we just got this information. I'm yeah. gonna try, so bear with me, guys. Share screen. And it'll be this one. Now, if I can get it to play on here, here it is. Yeah, it's a real, real short. Do you oh, hear wow. it? Okay, do it again. I'll play it again. I'll play it a couple more times here. Okay. Is that one I'm here. Let's try this one. He sent it a couple different ways. Bye bye. I didn't hear it that time on that one. Did you, Brandy? I did. You heard you you say bye bye, and then then you'll hear it. It's real faint. Okay, so let's try it again. And then he enhanced it. So mm -hmm. bye bye. Mm -hmm. I heard it. I don't know if you guys can hear it. And I'll play the enhanced version again here. Bye. There you go. Yep. So I'd much rather uh, deal with UFOs. <laughs> right? Right? You know, I, because we didn't hear it. I mean, we're at the end of the show, so we're, you know, we're kind of shutting it off and doing everything. So we didn't hear that. But I heard something. And right when we got off the show, I was like, man, I, I heard something. It sounded like it was right here. You know, and I was telling Kristen that, and we just kind of forgot about it until Randy comes back, our tech guy, and goes, hey. <laughs> there's something yeah. there yeah that is fantastic now what would you yeah. guys chalk that up to well brandy has a um she has a an attachment 
And actually, Joan Stead Farm, she's a friend of ours, Anna. She says, Brandy's ghost followed her to Gatlinburg and it walks around in her room upstairs all night. And that's a true story. It, it does. It does. So, mm -hmm. I, I, but however, Heather also has a house with activity. So mm -hmm. we haven't quite determined if it's Brandy's ghost or Heather's ghost. Oh, well, yeah. Because I mean, if you're if you're sitting there thinking, OK, we use spirit boxes to communicate. Why can yeah. we not use the waves on our phones or our electronics? Why can we not use those? So this may have been hers and it just sounded like it was here. Yeah. It, it, it replies it could be me, bye-bye or something to, you know, everybody. And it, it replies back, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You uh, know, that, so. That's great, though. That yeah. really cool. Yeah. And see, the, the the weird thing about my attachment is, is it does travel with me. That There is no doubt it travels with me because everywhere I go, I get a great night, great night's sleep and everybody else is the one who's awake all night because it's terrorizing them. And then when I come home, then it comes back with me. I I, I don't like get it. It did to Anna that night. Like it did like, Anna. Yeah. yeah, it did to Anna. It, um, Chris and I were sleeping in, in the downstairs bedroom and Anna and her husband were in one of the upstairs bedrooms. And she said you could hear it walking around all night long. Yeah. And then we went to uh, Michigan in the beginning of the yes. year. Well, I think it was in March. And uh, it followed Brandy up there. Well, I had Letitia with me and she and I were sleeping in the same room. Brandy had her own room and uh, I slept great. <laughs> she slept great. However, Letitia, you know, she's into cryptids. Ghosts scare her. She doesn't do ghosts. Uh -huh. And uh, we heard a loud bang in our room. And so I got up and looked. There was nothing on the floor, nothing, you know, laid back down. I was like, I don't know what it was. I, I have no idea. So uh -huh. another 10 minutes, same noise bam, happened again. So I got up and looked and I was like, you know, still nothing. Well, I just went back to sleep because, you know, we've been doing ghosts a long time. So ghosts really don't bother me. I, I crashed. Well, poor Letitia, she was yeah. up all night long, scared to death. Yeah. So you should have woke me up because I didn't even think about, you know, because well, Kristen and I don't, we, you know, we sleep in abandoned buildings and, and things like that. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, nothing for us to take a, a power nap, you know, when we're, we're investigating all night long. So that wasn't a really a big issue. Poor Letitia was scared out of her mind. I'm like, well, you should have called me up. You could have come slept down in my room because it was quiet. <laughs> I didn't have any problems until I got home. Now, when th that Sunday, when we got home, uh, we drove what was 10 hours, over 10 hours to get home. And, uh, so I'm laying down to sleep and you know, that sleep, right. When you know, you're just getting, you're just getting in there and you know, your eyes are closing and you're ready to go to sleep. And right at that moment, I heard a male's voice go Brandy and yell at me. Now I didn't, I didn't hear that mm -hmm. in my head. I heard that with my ears, you know, some, you know, some people don't understand the difference in my head is like you hear yourself yelling your own name, but I heard this with my ears and it woke me up and it got kind of exciting there for a long time. Um, it's kind of slacked off in, in the last, when do we get back from the Ozarks month, uh, month ago, about a month ago, ever since I come back from there, it's slacked off. I mean, you can hear it bopping around this, that, and the other, but it has calmed down tremendously. It's not bothering me like it was. Um, yeah. It's just not bothering me like it was. I, I'm sure it's just so waiting. you know, 
you know how I was talking earlier about being able, whatever the conditions are that seem to allow people to like pierce that veil of real one reality to another or whatever. And uh-huh. you mentioned that, you know, just about falling asleep and you hearing yes. that voice. Do you think that's yes. like the one of the like the times that that can like open yes. that part up? Yes. And I'll tell you why. Because that's the time that we are not thinking. Um, Chris and I, you know, cover ourselves in light and, you know, we make sure that we have our protection on, which is the armor of God. You know, we make sure that we have these things in place before we go anywhere. But right at that moment of sleep, your guard comes down, you're ready to go to sleep. I think one that's one of those moments. But it's another time when, like one specific incident with me, is when you're so busy thinking about all the things going on in your life and all the problems and the stress and the stress is the major one and you your guard's not up you're not you're not you're not thinking it at that moment you're not thinking that anything's going to happen because you got all these problems going on that there's something else to think about but then there there's another moment that you're not equipped sure that's a good way to put it you're not equipped at that point so stress is the major thing yeah yeah, yeah, it's just it's really interesting because I, I think back to what Michelle and I went through and, and we both saw the same thing. She's sitting right next to me, but it was two thirty in the morning. We were tired. We had, were stressed out from playing bingo. It was a Friday night, you know, and it was like decompression time. Yep. And I just wonder if both of us got opened up to see that just that thing, because no other cars that were around reacted. Nobody did anything like they sure. saw anything. Right. Like, we're, yeah, we're possibly that tired that we both shared this experience and were able to look into that yeah. weird realm. It's it's just really something interesting to, to think mm-hmm. about. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, anytime that you try to communicate is a door opening. I mean, you've got to keep that in mind too. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I, that's why when you Crystal will tell you every time, if you're going out to investigate, if you don't feel good or if there's something, you know, stressful going on in your life to the point where you're not staying focused, don't go. Mm-hmm. Just don't go. Because that's when you're opening yourself up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. And you're vulnerable. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where can everybody find you at, Wayne? Everywhere. <laughs> wherever they want Lily to find Con's us. got you up of course lily yeah. Con's on the job so yep we are on youtube just search for michigan ufo sightings and paranormal encounters um you can find us there uh you can find us on itunes iHeartRadio, audible we release the audio of our shows as a p- audio podcast now at this point instead of just doing two separate shows we just make the live show our mm-hmm. our podcast and, and that you can that's everywhere we get played in over 86 countries i think at this point so it's it's pretty wow. pretty good show that's been going on we've been doing this almost three years now so awesome and awesome uh, great we we end up with uh, more more questions and answers but it's an interesting journey that's for sure mm-hmm. We what understand about, that. Do you have a, a Facebook page as well? 
Uh, yeah, we do. Again, just go into Facebook and search for Michigan UFO sightings. We got a page and we've got a Facebook group. And if you want to join the group, you just, you know, apply and agree to the rules. And I'll pretty much myself or Michelle will go ahead and approve you in. So, awesome. and we stream, awesome. we stream live to uh, Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. YouTube, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, YouTube, we stream live, and uh, um, our Facebook group, we stream live there as well, just like I'm doing that right now with you guys. So, yep. all right, awesome. Well, yeah. anyway, we do too. Yeah, we do Facebook, yeah. YouTube, and uh, and uh, Twitter as well. Yeah, yep. well, uh, I just want to answer something quickly. Yes, you can get rid of them. This one is a little bit mm. stubborn. This is going to take a little bit more than just your normal cleansing this is uh this is a little stubborn one so i'll keep everybody posted <laughs> mm -hmm. yep for sure well this has been a great show this has been fun i've thoroughly enjoyed it we'll have to have you you back again yes. yeah maybe i can uh wrangle my wife in too and have her Absolutely. come in and talk because she's yeah. the, the literacy expert over here and she digs she teaches mythology along with english so she's oh, very well versed in some of that stuff so i oh, try to get bless her yeah yeah she's a band mom though so she's pulled it. in 10 different directions <laughs> i i understand I that i love it That's yes i understand that well we appreciate everybody tuning in tonight and and uh listening we've had a good time and and um a lot of a lot of uh, familiar faces in chat, but there's also been some new ones out there too. So we appreciate yeah, I, that. Yeah, and, I definitely uh, want to thank my uh, watchers that that yeah yeah got uh, on here from my channel, and make sure you guys come over and subscribe to Blondes and Booze, and we'll try to get you guys to come on our show and tell some of your stories because that would be awesome. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Would love to. Would love to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll talk soon. Yes. For sure. Tune in tomorrow night. We have um, Naomi Finn coming on to tell. Oh, I love her. So it's going to be a fun show tomorrow night. And um, yeah, thank you once again, Wayne. We appreciate you. Oh, thank and, you. Uh, we'll come out again and, and uh, get you rescheduled again. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>